0: Following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit c.l.c.austin.com. Thank you for listening. What a privilege, Amen. December the seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Twelve, seventeen, seventeen. Wow, what a gorgeous day! It rained yesterday. Did y'all know that. Now listen this is what I've heard I I don't I don't you know we don't do Santa Claus at our house if y'all do that's wonderful I love it but we quit that a while back your kids are next door so I'm not hurting anybody all right if they're in here with you they don't understand what I just said they think I'm speaking hieroglyphics all right but um, I did hear I did hear that it may snow Christmas Eve if that happens I'm gonna run through the streets I'm going to declare that Jesus is going to give us the greatest 2018 ever. I tell you what, if we get snow on Christmas Eve, that's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Austin got a snow Thursday a week ago, and we're looking at another one coming Christmas Eve. And they don't want to talk about it because when weathermen talk about it, when the meteorologists talk about it, it doesn't happen. Then they feel like that people want to... uh, but we may have a snow. Uh, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. What do you want for Christmas? I had a friend of mine that wanted two dogs. And uh, when, he, when he got those dogs, he named them Rolex and Timex. Because <laughs> he wanted watchdogs and he got two of them. <laughs> that's as good as I've got. That's funny. You may not laugh, go ahead Scrooge, don't laugh, but that's funny, you'll tell that, you'll tell that, it'll be funny when you tell it. (laughs) Are you happy to be in church? (laughs) Amen. What a joy. I got a Christmas card in my my pocket here, I'm going to put it right here and show it so I won't forget it when I get to my office after a while. I'm so happy to see all of you, would you stand? I want to speak today on, on Tiffany's Christmas, I'm going to talk about a Tiffany Christmas today. Put it on the screen. Uh, how many of you folks have ever been to Tiffany's? I have. When I looked around in there one day, I said, "How much does it costs to stay and look a little longer?" <laughs> they enjoy their prices. I don't know if it's the jewelry that they have is cut from a different mine or something. I don't know. I don't know if the diamonds that I don't know, but I do know this: that they have those teal boxes, and they have those teal bags. And if a woman ever gets a gift from Tiffany's, she never throws away the box. (laughs) And she never throws away the bag. I bought my wife one thing in there one day, and she still wears it to this day. And it was all that I could afford. Seriously, that's a fact. But I'm going to talk about it today because I want you all to think in the highest form of this Christmas. We're going to talk about the Tiffany Christmas today from Matthew chapter 1. The Lord told Matthew, "Behold, a virgin shall be with child." Or told uh, uh, Joseph, "Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. She shall call his name Emmanuel, which, being interpreted, is God with us." Everybody say, "God with us." God with us. God with us. I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty, just pretty pastory today, and just talk to you from my heart. I wouldn't call this preaching time; I'd call this talk time. But I want to talk to you about. About Christmas. You may be seated. God bless you. You're awesome people. My eyes fell across an advertisement some time ago, and unlike most ads, it wasn't in bold, garish. It had no full color graphics or large type. It was simple, it was plain, and I think that's why I noticed it. The advertisement was for Tiffany and Company. The shop opened in 1837 in a New York City street corner. And the shop became known for its exquisite gifts and silver and jewelry and diamonds and accessories. Tiffany's son expanded the trade into stunning stained glass and lampshades and chandeliers and other pieces of art glass. And soon Tiffany's expanded across the nation and even around the globe. Tiffany's, they say, the store where few people shop that I know. Tiffany's, home of the 128-carat gold diamond Tiffany's known for its high standards and even higher prices. And I put in my notes, yikes. This advertisement I saw read like this. I'm going to put it on the screen. A good present. A good present dazzles. A good present has integrity. A good present doesn't live in a drawer. A good present simply refuses to go out of style. A good present is beautifully made. A good present is remembered for a very Long time. Tiffany and company. Perhaps we could borrow from Tiffany's definition of a good present and apply it to this 2017 Christmas season. I remember the angel's words to Joseph prophesying the coming of gift to mortal man. I'll read it again. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God, everybody say God, God. with With. us. Us. Jesus was the greatest gift known to mankind. Can you give me a witness on that? The greatest gift surely supersedes the quality of a good present. Just in time for Christmas years ago, John Grissom, whom I've read a lot of his novels, wrote a book called Skipping Christmas. It was an instant bestseller because anything Grisham wrote, people bought. It was a story of a boy and a man named Luther and his wife, Nora, and their last name was Crank, who decided to beat the high cost of Christmas living. They studiously avoid the tiresome Christmas parties and the meaningless presents and the inedible fruitcakes and the other things and the details of the season. In spite of everyone else having a Frosty the Snowman on their roof, they refused to decorate their house. They didn't put up a Christmas tree. But what they did do was take all their money saved and decided to take a carefree Caribbean cruise during Christmas. The book was entitled Skipping Christmas. It seems to be the modern sentiment of so many people. People have grown fatigued with endless shopping seasons. My wife is not one of those. (laughs) Let me say that again. My wife is not one of those. And our bank account is getting less and less and less. If anybody has any money not to loan but to give today on the side. I'll be one of those that need help this Christmas. Yet there are some folks who skipped the original Christmas who shouldn't have. Like the innkeeper. The innkeeper skipped Christmas. We don't know the man's name. We only know that he turned away Joseph and Mary. He was too preoccupied with business because there was money to be made mammon he said yes to messiah he said no to the people of jerusalem and bethlehem skipped christmas both groups missed him jesus came into his own the bible said and his own received him not but shepherds saw him some scholars that i've read after theorize that these shepherds were probably priests Because it was lambing season. Watching over sacrificial animals that could be born. Because they always looked for the perfect lamb. And they recognized Jesus as the lamb. And I think I know why. I I studied not long ago to get prepared for this Christmas season. And I read where when newborn lambs came. Especially a male lamb. Which they would sacrifice in the house of God. They would see that lamb and check him out the, the day he was born. And if he was perfect. They would salt that lamb. They would put salt on that lamb and rub that salt into him. It was a purification thing. And then they would wrap that lamb in swaddling clothes. Hallelujah. And so when they came, the angel said, You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. When they walked in and saw Jesus in that manger, they recognized him 30 years before John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. The priest held a secret in their heart that they never let anybody else know because they realized that they saw Jesus on his day of birth and they knew that he was going to be something special in this world. Can you say amen to that? It was as if heaven said 30 years in advance, Behold the Lamb of God, the shepherds came, spread the news, few if any responded. Herod also missed Christmas. He was neither preoccupied nor was he religious. He was just threatened by Jesus. Herod wished there would be no other king of the Jews because he was the king. News of Christ's birth agitated Herod and that's why Jesus, Mary and Joseph had to escape to Egypt. They skipped Christmas. Don't do the same. Don't get so preoccupied that you miss his entrance. Don't get so religious that you substitute activities for relationship. And don't get so afraid of Jesus, assuming a greater role in your life that you try to get rid of him. Come on, folks. Let's receive the Messiah this Christmas. Let's receive the Messiah this Christmas. Don't miss Christmas just after the angel of the Lord told Joseph that Mary, his betrothed, would have a son conceived of the Holy Ghost. Gabriel announced that this would be the fulfillment of Isaiah's long-awaited prophecy that the Emmanuel would come. Everybody say Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Say God with us. Wow. Wow. Emmanuel, say it again. God with us. us. What a beautiful word Emmanuel is. Bruner parses the Aramaic word to mean the with us God. I like that. The Old Testament view of God is God above us. The Muslim view of Allah is the same, God over us. But the Christian view of God is God with us. When John Wesley lay dying on his bed, he said this, The best of all things that could ever happen to me is God is with me. I would declare no matter what gift you get this Christmas, oh, let me preach right now just for two seconds. No matter what's under your tree, the greatest gift that could ever be in your life is that God is with you this Christmas. Hallelujah. That's the best. It meets and exceeds the Tiffany standards for God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus Christ is God's best. So let me make a few points. Number one, Jesus is God's greatest gift to mankind. Do you agree with that? He's the greatest gift to mankind. Let's compare the gift of Jesus to Tiffany's standard and see how he holds up, okay? The first thing Tiffany said is it must dazzle. Jesus dazzles. He's a bright and a morning star. (laughs) Woo! It must have integrity. Jesus has integrity. Pilate said, I find no fault. In him, it must not be forgotten in a drawer. Jesus refused to be hidden away in obscurity. He is high and lifted up in our lives today. It must be timeless. Jesus will not go out of style. Hebrews 13 and 8 said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It must be beautifully made. Jesus is. He is without sin. He is the spotless lamb. Can you clap to that? That's awesome. And he must be remembered for a long time. Jesus will be in fact he's alive everybody say he's alive he told John in Revelation I am he that liveth and was dead behold I'm alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and of hell and I'm here to stay boys I'm here to stay girls you can count on me tomorrow you can count on me the day after Christmas I am the God eternal hallelujah somebody clap your hands let me add just one more standard let me add just one more standard Jesus is the gift who continues to give. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He wasn't just Emmanuel in the incarnation. He's Emmanuel today. He's still with us. He still gives. I'm going to give you a couple of things that He gives us. He gives the gift of forgiveness. Do you believe that? How many of you know about forgiveness that He's given to you in your life? He gives forgiveness. He offered 2,000 years ago at Calvary, but he still gives it today. In the Christmas story in Luke, we read that the angel said to the shepherds, For unto you is born this day a Savior, a Savior. Everybody say a Savior. I I receive his forgiveness today. I want you to put your hands together like this right here. We're not trying to teach you how to pray. I want you to put your hands together and say, Lord, I receive your forgiveness today. I want to live Christmas with a peace in my heart. Come on, with a peace in my heart, with a joy in my life, and with a contentment in my spirit. God bless you. Number two, he gives peace of mind. He gives peace of mind. Not only does he give forgiveness, he gives peace. Real peace comes from knowing that no matter what, God loves us and he'll not leave us. Jesus gives that peace. That gift is valuable. Three thieves will try to take that gift from you. One is guilt. There is now therefore no condemnation, though, the word said, for those that walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Jesus Christ came to take away condemnation from us. The next one is grief. But Jesus said, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. And the third one is grudges, forgiving others in Christ. Let me tell you something. Guilt and grief and grudges will try to take away the peace that God has for you. But let go of guilt in this season. Come on. Let go of grief in this season. Let go of grudges in this season. And let Jesus give you a peace that passes all understanding. And the third thing he gives is eternal life. Eternal life. I was sitting with one of my great buddies in this church not long ago. And we were talking about people during this season that do things to hurt themselves, to hurt themselves. A lot of people are so alone and so lonely during this time that they they do things to hurt themselves. They take themselves out of the way. And we got to talking about that. And the man gave me a principle that just absolutely has resonated me. And I will share it with this congregation today. When a person takes their life away, all they do is take this flesh away. They don't take the soul and the spirit away. That soul and spirit's what's hurting you on the inside. It's not the flesh that houses that. It's the soul and the spirit. And on this Christmas season, I rebuke loneliness in this church. I rebuke aloneness in this church. I rebuke a spirit that says I don't matter in this church because you do matter. The soul has an eternality that's going to live forever somewhere. The spirit's going to return back to God. Don't deny and take away the flesh and deny your soul and spirit from finding true forgiveness and finding true peace and finding a true eternal life that only Jesus can give. Come on, clap your hands and rejoice and say I will receive eternal life from him. He gives it more abundantly. Such life can't be found for sale in Tiffany's or exclusive shops and malls. You can't find peace in a store. You can only find it in the greatest gift, Jesus Christ. The third thing I want to share, and then I'm going to come to a close. I'm not going to be lengthy today, is this. We give as we have received. Anybody received anything good? You need to give back what you've received. Anybody received anything good? You need to give back what you've received. I'm going to say it two or three times. Anybody received anything good? You need to give back what you've received. It's imperative. Jesus taught us this. Freely you have received. Freely you must give. If we're given much, much is then required. If we're loved much, we will love much. It was Christmas of 1943 and... The Allied troops, the American soldiers, and all were gathered on this little tropical island in the South Pacific. And they wanted to celebrate Christmas and had no gifts. And so before they left, they gave a farewell party to the islanders. And the chaplain and the others tried to explain the Christmas story because they knew nothing about the Bible of the Christian faith and to the people who inhabit it. And they gave them gifts and they sang carols. And years later, a chaplain was on his way to the Far East and decided to stop by that little island that he was a part of in 1943. And the people recognized him and excitedly took him to see a little church that they had built. And the chaplain was so impressed. And he stayed for a worship service. And the people entered the building and sat on the floor and promptly began to sing Christmas songs and Christmas carols. And after service, the chaplain asked one of the people why they only sang Christmas carols. And they replied, After you left, We built a church to worship Jesus, and we worshiped him the only way we knew how, and that was singing songs of Christmas the day he was born. And then they said, sir, from that moment that y'all left till now, every day has been Christmas here. Every day has been Christmas Every day the Christ child is born anew in our hearts and our lives. So we call our church the Christmas church. I'd like for you to leave here today with your soul so inspired that you could walk in this house next Sunday and say, you know what, I belong to a Christmas church. Jesus is born every Sunday there. Jesus is glorified every Sunday there. Jesus is praised every Sunday there. It's a Christmas church. Come on, clap your hands for him. Reminds me of a funeral I heard about recently. If you'll help me, Randy, I'd appreciate it. About a man who never pastored a church, he never evangelized. I knew him very well. He didn't frequently engage in what we would call full time ministry. Oh, he built Sunday schools and he printed material. His his name was Ron. He produced Bible studies. And Ron decided to promote in his church one Sunday a big gift Sunday. Everyone was to bring a big gift for the Lord, and the day of the service, no one could find Ron. And when it came time to give, the doors opened, and in came Ron, and he was dressed like a gift box. A huge gift box. And he told the in fact, it took both doors to be open for him to get in the door. And he told the congregation, I want to give the Lord a big gift today. So I'm going to give him myself. He gave himself to me. So I will give myself to him. That is a standard higher than Tiffany's has ever produced this Christmas be certain to give yourself to him. I know many of you will be back next Sunday because next Sunday we're gonna have another sing singspiration here. They've given me another 15 minutes. <laughs> I am so grateful. But you folks came up to me after last Sunday and said, Pastor, we never heard anything quite like it. Let me tell you something. You know why these kids sang like that last Sunday? Because you can't give back what the Lord's given to you. We try real hard, but you just can't give it back. You just can't express to Him how He expressed to us. He came. He came as a lamb, a sacrifice. And the shepherds recognized Him. He came. He was a part of us. He lived among us. He shared life with us. And He healed sick and raised dead and opened blind eyes and unstopped deaf ears he died was buried and rose again you can't can't give that back but I love the fact that our kids love to sing songs to the Lord and next Sunday not the same program but another program is going to be presented here because you've asked for it so you got it okay you asked for it you got it it's Christmas it's Christmas and if you walk in with a bow on your head and say I'm wrapped for the Lord that's all Well, we'll take it next Sunday but not after. All right, next Sunday. If you walk in with a big old gift box, it's all right. Why don't we bring our very best to the Lord? You remember the Christmas story of Dr. Seuss, the Grinch who stole Christmas? It's about an evil Grinch who goes to Whoville. Steals all the trappings of Christmas because he doesn't want people to have a happy Christmas and a Merry Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, while everyone's asleep, he goes and steals all the presents. He steals all the Christmas trees and utensils and lights and turkey dinners. And he 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 takes everything about Christmas from their homes and hides them in a cave high on a hill. But to his amazement and frustration on Christmas morning, the people of Whoville, young and old alike, join hands and begin to sing and rejoice in celebration of Christmas time. The message of the story is that their joy at Christmas time doesn't depend upon presents, trees, tinsels, or lights. Neither does ours. Ours is on the Lord. So I want you to have a very, very Merry Christmas. If I don't see, people have said, Pastor, we'll be gone next week. And I want you to go and be safe and be happy and have a very Merry Christmas. But understand, it's not about the gifts, it's about the gift. It's not about this, it's about Him. Just you stand to your feet? I know a story about a man who lost his wife and daughter. And after the funeral, he and his son came home from the funeral. And the boy came to the daddy and said, Dad, would you mind if I slept with you tonight? I feel so alone. And the dad said, in his own heart, you know, I feel kind of lonely too. Yeah, son, you can sleep with me tonight. Yeah, come on. So the boy and the dad went to bed. Several, several minutes later, 30, 40 minutes later, the boy said, Daddy, are you awake? the dad said, yeah, son, I'm awake. He said, Daddy, are your eyes open? He said, yeah, son, my eyes are open. He said, Daddy, are you looking at me? Yeah, son, I'm looking at you. Good, Daddy. Knowing that you're awake and your eyes are open, you're looking at me, I think I can go to sleep now. And he was gone in two minutes. after he went to sleep, the daddy got out of bed and went to the window and opened up the curtain and looked out into a starlit night, the moon shining bright. He looked up to the heaven and he said, Hey, hey, dad, hey, father, are you awake tonight? And the Lord answered him, I'm awake. Are your eyes open tonight? My eyes are open i got to ask you, are you looking at me? I'm looking at you. He said, good. Then I'll go lay down and go to sleep. Because the greatest gift in all the world is a God that's aware, awake, alive, and checking us out all the time. Not a Savior like that. Not a Savior like that. Not a Savior like that. So today, I love this church. I love you people. And I don't want a a soul in this house to have a sad Christmas. I want you to have one that dazzles. <laughs> one that keeps giving. One that you don't hide in the drawer. One that you can show to everybody. I want you to have the greatest Christmas you ever had in your existence. I want you to live. I want you to love. I want you to appreciate. And I want you to understand that the greatest Lives in our heart. Amen. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Thank you, Randy. He didn't know I was going to sing. I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free His eye is on the sparrow (laughs) and I know He watches me. Somebody praise Him. Come on. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Somebody Somebody lift Him up right now. Somebody lift Him up right now.